With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, the, the church is one foundation. I know that one out of our songbook. <laughs> um, and I like it. Um, but that's what I want to talk about briefly this morning before we have our meeting because, as you know, these past few weeks leading up to the congregational meeting, I feel like we need to talk about actually the beauty of the Lord's church. When I say beauty, I mean in all, all the array that it is uh, of all the, not only the people, but the foundation of it. So for the past few weeks leading up to this meeting, I've been using the um, first chapter of Philippians to use as a model of an assembly that was, that was approved by the Apostle Paul, by the apostles in general. And not only was their polity sound, that is their, their structure um, uh, for the church, that's what that word means, um, it, that was sound, but their hearts were given to the Lord's work. And that's, you know, you can have a sound polity and still not have a heart for, for the Lord. Um, because, you know, you could... You could write down the polity. You could get the order and post it on the on the wall if you want. But without a heart for it, it's never going to really be anything. Here's the question. Why is not every Christian gathering so approved? Well, even in the Bible we find that some of the, the gatherings are not approved, that some of the things they're doing is not approved. But why? It's because there's something amiss. Their foundation, typically, is the answer, is not the New Testament foundation that has been clearly set forth. And the foundation has little to do with uh, where you meet or what building, the size, this or that, or another thing. It's the atmosphere and the, the, um, the, the spirit of the congregation. That's the foundation. And it's been clearly set forth by the apostles. And we know, like every generation has known, that we today in this place are called to the exact same high standard that the apostles of Christ taught 2,000 years ago, thereabouts. As our banner, uh, our new banner says out front, we are devoted to the teaching of the Lord's apostles. Well, that's easy to get printed on a banner. But we, we've made a commitment here many years ago about that very fact. And 
This must be who we are. This must be who we are. It does, you can put the name of an apostle on your building if you want, but that's, that's inappropriate. That's not what this is about. It's the teaching. It's not the people's names. It's the teaching that the apostles taught the doctrine for the church in, in the group. It was the same amongst all. And that's what we are devoted to, the very will of Christ, which is the will of God. And that's who we must be in spirit and truth. As Jesus said to the lady at the well, at, at the well um, many, many years ago, that there is a time coming when this is how we will worship. This is what it will be to be the people of God, spirit and truth. We got the truth in the scriptures, but we need the spirit. And I don't mean a manifestation of this. I'm talking about the will. The, each one of us, our will, our spirit should be uh, grounded in our devotion to the apostles' teaching and the truth. That's what I, that's what I think is important. If we start with what the Lord has, has set in place. If we go from that, we'll not be disappointed. So, let's look at that foundation. Um, Ephesians, Ephesians 2. I'm just going to look at a couple passages in Ephesians this morning, and that's what we use for our, our text. Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 19 through 22. Familiar verses, but powerful indeed. And it's all about what the structure of uh, the church is, is, is about. So then, says the apostle, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens of the saints and of the household of God being built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone, in whom all the building fitted together increases to a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together for a habitation of God in spirit. Now that says a lot, doesn't it? Citizens, fellow citizens of the saints within the household of God. What more could we want? Here's a point I'm trying to make. This is valid as we speak. There's nothing that's changed. There's been no passing of time that has altered this situation for the human being. Still as true and as valid as it was, then it will be uh, today, and it will always be valid for mankind, as long as there is man in the physical realm, these things shall be. Because we're talking about the kingdom, the family of God, where there is no end. There's no end period 
of this. There's no transitioning into anything else. Now we find also um, the the issue about being in Christ. I think um, Jesus Christ Himself being the the uh, the chief cornerstone. When the apostles spoke, they spoke the will of Christ to those that would listen. They had the very mind of Christ. First, First Corinthians chapter two, the last verse in there. We have the mind of Christ, the apostles. The we there is the apostles according to the language, according to grammar, according to everything we know in, in a way of translation. The we is the apostles. They have the mind, they had the mind of Christ. They're no longer with us, but we have the word of God and we have the mind of Christ within it for the church. So in Christ we find the solid foundation the solid foundation that we need. You know, the thing that people want in, in, a, in a church, in a belief system, is they want it to be true. They want it to be solid. They don't want it to change. In 10 years, it's changed. Somehow. That, that we can promise, friends that it will not change. I mean, the people might change. Uh, many things can change. The language could change. Whatever. But the, but the fact of it, the truth of it, and, and the meaning of it does not change. Christ is the solid foundation. He is the, the rock, if you will, of salvation. The habitation. I love that word. Habitation of God. The house of God. The family of God. That's what the kingdom of God is all about. God with men. God with men. According to his will, he's with them. According to his will, not ours. And when we think about that, what could be better? What people want. When people are searching for God, they're searching for a home. They're searching for a place that is theirs, that they always have. And that, friends, we can offer to anyone. Through the scriptures, through our fellowship, even though our fellowship changes as time rolls on, because people, they come and go. But the fellowship doesn't change. I mean, I, I've been associated with the churches for many, many years, and I, you know, and then I've been amazed that no matter where I went in this country, you go to you go to the church, you find the same people there. <laughs> You'd swear they're the same people. They they speak the same, and they have the same actions. They're in a different place, but that atmosphere, and. As a young man, I, I, I could always say, I mean, it always felt safe there. It always felt safe. And that's what it is. It's a safe place to be within the kingdom. 
There's nothing better in this world. But the the qualifier here is only within the Lord's assemblies do we find safety. The Lord's assemblies, those that are, are serving and those that are teaching and living according to the will of God. That is the kingdom of God. According to those things, and when we have that atmosphere, as, as we read in Philippians and other places, and that's why I said we need to, we need to model this. We need to um, actually appreciate it. So that's the foundation. You know, there's only one foundation that said it very clearly there. The foundation is the apostles, the prophets, and Jesus Christ himself, the cornerstone. That's the foundation. Right next to our building, someone is building a small building, and you see how it's built. Foundation first, and then the, then the pad in the middle, and all the plumbing and stuff. When they put that building up, that thing will, can stand there for a long, long time. And that's what the foundation is all about. Um, that's why the word is used that way. But how about the other issue is the oneness issue. And this is, I'm writing an article right now that is what I want to use in the, in the paper uh, about the idea of Christians only, but the oneness. What, what is really truly meant by Christian only is this idea of oneness. And we find this in Ephesians 2. In the fourth chapter, just the first few verses, these are, these are things that we ought to have in our mind constantly and always know these things because within these six verses, we find nearly every problem and division within so-called Christianity. They're violating these things in some ways. But we have no right to violate any of these things. This is the truth. This is the constitution of the church. This is what we're founded on. What's it say? The Apostle Paul says, I, the prisoner in the Lord, exhort you therefore to walk worthy of the calling wherewithin you have been called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love using diligence to keep the unity of the Spirit in the united bond of peace. Verse 4. This is where the oneness comes out out into the Scripture. There is one body and one Spirit, as you have been also called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in us all. Seems so basic, doesn't it? This is the doctrine, the teaching of the New Testament through the Lord's apostles. They never taught anything else. There, there wasn't uh, 
many ways to please God. There was one way to the Father, through the Son. That's all. Now that eliminates just about nearly every other uh, so-called religion, if you will. There is. There's one way. It's clear. Uh, And uh, when we think about it, 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 it's been illustrated over and over again. This is the doctrine or the teaching of the New Testament through the apostles. It changes not. It changes not, nor will it ever. There's been movements to eliminate the Bible from the face of the earth. It, 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 it has not happened, and it won't. The providence of God will not allow it. A whole country in Europe, France, wouldn't you know it, decided they were going to eliminate the Bible and they set up a ministry uh, to do just that in this huge building. And that, I guess, at the time that I first read this, that ministry building was at that time being used as a large printing operation to make Bibles to send all over. So some, somebody dropped the ball. It's not going to happen, friends. The scriptures are going to be uh, in the hands of men. Now, within these verses, I find the great divisions we see in all things that, is, that are called Christian. And I'm not going to get into all those things. We know what they are. Departures, additions, subtractions. Why? We have, this, we have the scriptures, and they change not, and we should change them not. The first point, and probably the only point that matters, there is one body, one body. So every, you know, like the question that I kept bringing up here the last few weeks, what church is right? Well, if there's one body... Really not much of a choice, is there? But we have, unfortunately, we're presented with a multitude of choices because we just don't know. Most folks don't know. The scripture says there's one body. One body. So all of the uh, so-called terminology that I've run into in some of the publications that I used to read uh, faithfully, this idea of a different faith tradition. What does that mean? Different faith tradition? That means something that's not quite like the Bible. Something that's not really like the apostles' teaching. I have no sympathy for that. That's nonsense. This Bible is translated in every tongue on earth, nearly. It's, it's not difficult. It's not a medical book. It's not an engineering book where you've got to go through uh, a, a lot of uh, geometry to find the answer. It's not there. That's not what it is. It's much better than that. So all these so-called faith traditions are, in, in a word, a name. They're meaningless. They are sinful because they violate the idea the idea and the spirit of one body. 
Whenever you separate that one body, you've got trouble. I don't want to separate the body. I want to have it one. I want to continue for it to be one body. I, I would wish that everyone was in one body, the body of Christ, and I'll not violate it by any concept that I think is better than what the apostles taught. The body of Christ is one, and its foundation is one. Having one doctrine of salvation, etc., 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 oneness. The apostles made it clear here. We don't have options on one. Look up the Greek word. You won't find any variant on that word, one. There's not a variant in there that says it could be two or many. No. There are words like that, but not that one. I've checked. Man has caused such violence to the Scriptures in all of his different theology through the years. Violence to the Scriptures. That's when we take what we know is there and change it to try to fit some modern trend or new way that people are. People aren't in any new way. They've always been the same. We just dress different and speak different languages and go about our business in different ways, but we're still people with the same exact problems that they've always had. And doing violence to the Word of God is something that we've specialized in. And it needs to stop. Now, remember about the idea of theology. You know, theology is held as the highest holy thinking of man. That's not true. Theology, friends, is what man has written and says about God and his Son. They'll take what God has said, and then they'll, they'll write a book about what it really means to you. What does this really mean? Well, sometimes that's okay to open your mind a little, but it's still what it says. It's still very basic. But that's theology. It's, theology is not the Bible. It's only the, only the Bible is the place we find real definition. If you want to know the nature, and the nature of God is what we need to know. Who is God? What does he want? The nature of God, the nature of his son, the nature of man. We need to know all of these things in a way that is practical and true. And that's what we should be learning together. That's what we should be teaching others. To truly know who God is from his word. God's limited himself in our, in our sphere to his, to his word. Now, Jesus said of, of his Father, with God all things are possible. He didn't make any other suggestions. But when, when it says that God cannot lie, or God, there's no evil within God, that's exactly what it means. The Bible is what defines the nature of God, Christ, and mankind. And friends, give me the Bible. And the books of theology may be enjoyable to read at times on subject matter. But when they cross the line, 
when they minimize or add to or something of that sort to the simple truth of Scripture, that's where we say no. And that's what we teach. That's what we teach here. And I think we can all say amen to that. So think about those things. That's the direction, if you will, um, the direction that we've been wanting. And, you know, we are so thankful for um, the folks here. We're so thankful for those that listen and tune into this program uh, in many places in the country, uh, west of the Mississippi at least, um, that have been so faithful to to uh, financially work with us and bless us, to uh, pray for us and remember us. Not only that, but to be there to support and do and listen to the things that we're teaching and that sort of thing and promote it in that way. It's a good, it's a good fellowship, and we really appreciate it, and, and we really uh, are, um, are blessed by it. So with that, we're going to continue this morning in, in, a, in our congregational meeting from this point forward. Thinking of the things that, um, as far as the welfare of our congregation here in Coolidge. And I'm going to start with an opening prayer and then we'll go into our meeting. And uh, um, as I look out, um, see that you are you're ready for this. All right. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.